Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to episode 61 of the Captain America comic book fans podcast. I'm your host, Rick Verbanis, and as always, I'm joined by the best gosh darn co-host out there. That would be Mr. Bob Lucius. Bob. Guten Abend. <laughs> Guten Abend to you too, Rick. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Oh, shucks, man. You're just, you're just the best. I mean, I feel so welcome. Well, you know what? It is a, um, the German way of saying good evening, basically. Mm-hmm. It's a little old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a little formal. But as, as you know, I, I like to keep our relationship formal. And, Absolutely, yeah. You know, yeah. at a distance, Bob. Yeah. So. My wife appreciates that. <laughs> I bet. Uh, so... You know what? I know someone's out there. Going, Didn't he do that before? Is he repeating himself? No. Oh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I said Guten Tag before, which is good day. Uh, this was good evening. Now, mm-hmm. why am I speaking German? Well, that's because in this alternate reality that we are living in, uh, Germans won World War II and mm-hmm. we're all speaking German. Indeed, indeed. It's it's a real man in the high castle moment for us. Yes, I will pretend to understand what that means. So I, I would say, okay, so for what we're covering today, Bob, we're going to do something we haven't done before, right? It only took us 60 some episodes to get here. Yeah. But we're going to cover uh, volume four yeah. of the yeah. Captain America um, series. Uh, Marvel Knights was was basically the what most people re- remember volume four as right it, mm-hmm. it came out oh gosh 2001 2000 yeah 2001 yeah yep. right and uh it was launched with um uh gosh what what's what, what was the writer's name uh scott Nieber. Nieber, Nieber, yeah right yeah uh and but who can forget the art by john cassidy right uh, amazing realistic style art so when we're talking about volume four bob we're talking about the marvel knights version of captain america and for those who aren't familiar it's marvel knights with a k and this was something it was like an imprint that maybe imprints the wrong word but it was a version within marvel that they wanted to make more mature right it wasn't like a you know, Max, right? Right. Like, oh, Marvel yeah. Max, which was like R-rated. Yeah. This was more mature and more sophisticated, I would say. Yeah. And so they decided to take Captain America in that, you know, in that path yeah. because this was shortly after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they thought Captain America should be uh, um, less of a superhero and more of a soldier. Um and uh, fight terrorists and things like that. So that's how volume four started. And we'll, we'll get to those uh, yeah. one of these days, which we promise, yeah. Yeah. but we wanted to, to, to get this four part story called Captain America lives again. And it's um, volume four, number 17 through 20. So it's a four part story. And I know what you're saying. And, and the listeners are thinking right now, Oh boy, it's a four-part yeah. story. Yeah. How long is this going to take? Let me you, let me get let me do my bathroom break now. Right. 
Yeah. Well, and, and the listeners have the benefit, Bob, that you and I don't have. Mm-hmm. They could just look down at the podcast and go, oh, it's going to take that long. <laughs> we, we don't know how long this is right. going to take, yeah. but we're going to do our best to, yeah. to get through it and, and yeah. but, but give it its, um, its credit, you know, while we're doing it. So just in case though, I mean, I put on a diaper, I got an adult diaper on, so you know, I'm ready to go as long oh, as it takes excellent. end of the line, end of the line, Rick, I'm with you. I wish I had that kind of foresight, Bob. Uh, I just went with the catheter. So, um, all right. So we have, and also the logo, probably my least favorite Captain America logo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's just a, a script, Yeah. you know, handwriting script version of Captain America. Um, it's a little weird, actually. It's weird that they felt like they needed to register that. Um, yeah, it's like, right. like, why would they think that should be a logo for any comic book? Yeah, let alone Captain America. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But true, true that. It is, you know, it's whatever. Um, so, cover price on these were two ninety nine back in uh, two thousand two, and this has a cover date of November two thousand two. So, you know, probably hit the stands probably in September. Um, so, we're looking at uh, eighteen years ago, Bob. Wow. Yeah. Um, on the cover here is I, I would go with a realistic, you know, description, like, right. What, like Gene mm-hmm. Ha, I, I think I've mentioned it in a previous podcast. I, I think he was Alex Ross before Alex Ross really became yeah. big. Right. Yeah. That Gene Ha has been around for a while and, and he does these not photo realistic, but, but it's up there. It's close I mean, to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have uh, a Captain America in his, his uniform. Um, and this has got the, the chain mail um, that uh, is debatable. Some people love it. Some people hate it, but it's, uh, it's very obvious here. And where is he standing? Bob? He is at the Lincoln, uh, Lincoln Memorial, right? Yeah. But, it doesn't look like any Lincoln Memorial I've ever seen. Yeah, there's been a little bit of damage, I think, inflicted. Yeah, so the head of Lincoln has been, the Lincoln statue has been broken off and fallen down the stairs. And then behind him, like the pillars are, are broken as well. So obviously there, there's something going on here in, in the United States that, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't make any sense. Now, the, the creators... Um, the creators for for this series, we have um, the writer is Dave Gibbons. Now, some people might think, well, Dave Gibbons, where do I know that name from? Mostly from DC, uh, but also some, he's done some, some Marvel UK. He, he's done some Marvel. But what he's mostly known for, I think, is his collaboration with Alan Moore um, on Watchmen. So he was, he was part of the... You know, Alan Moore was the writer and Dave Gibbons was the artist uh, for The Watchmen. But also, I I know he had had a lot of say with uh, with writing that series. And um, so that's, I think, what he's mostly known for. He's also done um, a lot for Green Lantern. But um, interesting choice here as writer. I I, I would love to know the story behind the story of how how Dave Gibbons, who who's only wrote one story for captain america ever and it's these four issues how did that come about was this a story that was just itching that he wanted to to tell uh, or did they approach him i don't know 
the penciler is Lee Weeks. Now, Lee Weeks, I think, is one of the most underrated artists out there. He is um, very talented, very, uh, I wouldn't say a gritty style, but his style fits gritty stories. And um, he, he had a nice run on Daredevil, uh, really enjoyed um, I, like I said, really underrated penciler, Tom Palmer, long time, legendary inker, um, helping out here. We have Dave Stewart as a colorist, um, Russ Wooden as the letterer. And then I already mentioned Gene Ha as the cover artist on the, um, on the cover. I mean, on the splash page here, it is a taking the cover to Avengers number four, the, the famous cover where Captain America is leading the Avengers, right? That's, that's the issue where he, he's found in, in the ice. And it's putting into this grid, grainy black and white. And then on top of it is um, uh, something that says Excelsior Movie News. And then... We're, we're almost led to believe by the way this is being described. It's almost like we're watching a black and white newsreel. In the years since he returned from the dead, miraculously preserved within a block of ice, this nation has had good cause to be grateful for one man's strong right arm and mighty shield. Today, using captured recordings and previously unreleased surveillance material, Excelsior Movie News is proud to salute the rebirthday of America's favorite son, Captain America. So we get to the next page, which is a splash page, and it says the North Atlantic, March 1964. And it is a dark and stormy ocean. And we see a figure in ice floating and someone's calling Eric Kepatan, look now we've seen this before Bob and and by looking at the previous page and we see Avengers number four where the event that's the issue where Avengers found Captain America floating in ice it's almost like we're you know we're expect to believe that's that's what's happening here we know what's coming we turn the page and that's not the case it's a German uh, submarine. It is a survivor from the village. I thought he had eradicated all those mongoloid vermin. Nine, Lieutenant. That's no Eskimo. See, he has blonde hair. Cha, Kapitan. And some kind of uniform. Bring him aboard, whoever he is. Yevol, Herr Kapitan. You men, I want lines on the ice flow. Schnell. Got it. Now pull, pull. Steady, steady. Is he one of our men from a landing party? No, look, these are U.S. Army insignia. The U.S. Army? No one has worn such a uniform since the war ended. Get the body inside. Take it to the sick bay. He must have been frozen for years. Fetch the doctor. Schnell. Well, Herr Doctor, how long has he been dead? Now, Bob, um, we now see, and if you couldn't tell from from the accents, that these are all German soldiers, and they're wearing Nazi uniforms. Yeah, the swastika is uh, is clear and present. The doctor says, "Dead? Hmm. You know, 
I am not so sure he is dead. And then we get to a flashback, uh, or is it a memory in Steve's head? And we hear his voice. The grips feel rough in my hands. The motorcycle rears beneath me. Full throttle now, closing on the plane. Suddenly, Bucky tenses. No, Bucky, I shout. No. Too late. He leaps. Bucky, don't do it alone. He can't hear me. I gun the engine, closing. The doctor says, there is nerve activity here. His pupils are responsive. And then we have modern time happening at the same time as this flashback. And I'll just read. I'll read what the doctor's doing right now. There's a pulse. Oxygen. Quickly. He is alive. He's breathing. Suction now. I jump. The hole is too slick. My hands slip. I can't hold on. Bucky, let go. Bucky. Bucky, drop off. I yell. Drop off. The plane. It may be booby-trapped. You're right, Cap. His voice is faint in the wind. I see the fuse. It's going to blow. Bucky, I scream. And the next page, we see Cap sit up, just like he did on the Avengers sub in Avengers 4. Bucky, Bucky, look out. You can't kill him. You can't kill Bucky. I won't let. And the German officer is there. Too late for that, Captain America. He is long dead. What? Who? Nazis? Your Nazis? And they have their guns drawn on him. But Cap jumps off. You killed him. You killed Bucky. I'll smash you all. Stop him. Get more men. No guns, Dumkoff. Not in here. You killed him. Morphine. Schnell. Morphine. You're next, you Nazi bastard. And he gets injected with some morphine. And he faints. I'll smash. Fetch chains. Bind him securely. He has the strength of ten. Incredible. Some kind of suspended animation. His metabolism halted for decades by the ice. So, it is really him? Ja, it is him. Captain America. A prize, indeed. We shall all have a month's leave in Hawaii for this. Set course for New Berlin. Bob, why would they be going to Hawaii? They're Germans. Yeah, that doesn't sound promising. Hmm. Yeah. So then um, we cut to the next page, and it's FDR. And he's uh, saying... Captain America, the entire free world looks to you to provide inspiration in our struggle against the evils of fascism. And I can think of nobody more deserving of that trust. And various armed forces say, God bless you, Captain. You never let us down. Go get him, big guy. This is Movieton News. In just the first week of 1942, Captain America, living embodiment of our flag, together with his young psychic, Bucky, has brought to justice no fewer than 26 saboteurs and fifth columnists. And then we see Bucky talking to Cap. But as he's talking, Bob, he's melting. 
that showed those crap creeps, ain't eh, Cap? Cap, where are you? Cap, save me. Bucky, no. And so... Then um, water gets splashed on Captain America to wake him up. He's sitting in chains. We have almost arrived. New Berlin is ready to greet you. Please, this way. And he comes to the top of the sub as it's coming into the harbor. Ah, yes, a harbor statue. Of course, you have not seen it before. Quite an improvement, I think. And Bob, what... Where's the Statue of Liberty? Oh, my God, Rick, it's gone. They've got a statue of Adolf Hitler on that pedestal. Yikes. And for the city, there is much still to do. But we are proud of the changes we have made so far. Welcome, Captain America. Welcome to New Berlin. Or perhaps I should say, welcome back to New York. And what a beautiful cityscape that Lee Weeks penciled here. Um, very detailed and it's, it's quite impressive. Um, but yeah, here it is. You know, we don't know what year it is yet. Uh, yeah, we do. It was, it said 1964, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's got a whole like art deco sort of metropolis feel to that, uh, mm-hmm. that splash. It's beautiful. Yeah. Quite a sight. Nick Var. Uh, in Nick Devar is German for, um, is it not? Ah. A fitting capital city for the Reich's dominions, don't you agree? Nothing to say, Capitan? Overcome with admiration, perhaps? And he lights a cigarette. And again, another beautiful semi-splash page of uh, of the cityscape from the harbor. Nine. I think not. I think perhaps you begin to understand about World War II, the war you fought so hard to win for your homeland, the war that ended nearly 20 years ago, the war that you lost. And Cap just frowns. It was an honor to meet you, Air America. But now I must hand you over to this SS. Take a fellow soldier's advice. And do as they say. Wonderbar, the famous Captain America returns at last. But oh, in chains, ha ha. We want your people to get a good look at you. To see for themselves how their hero too has fallen. And they chain him to a pole. And put him on the back of a truck. To drive him through the streets of New Berlin. So we have arranged a parade. You Americans love a parade, Nicoir. Alas, there will be no, how you say, ticker tape. But I can assure you that the citizens of New Berlin have learned how to show respect. And this, this motorcade has, uh, you know, but basically it's all military and people are lined up on the sidewalks. But you have this old man here, this old man yelling, hey, cap, cap, don't give up on us. These Nazi goons haven't won yet. With you back home, we can still beat them. Get your hands off me. Uh. Now, Bob, that old man that's yelling, 
kind of resembles somebody, doesn't he? He, he does have a striking resemblance to uh, one of the co-creators of, uh, of Captain America, Rick. Yes, that would be Mr. Jack King Kirby. Mm, indeed. That's a nice That's a nice shout out right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, ja, there are misguided few who yet resist, but I am certain we can convince you to be more sensible. You know, I'm beginning to find your silence insolent, Captain America. Perhaps meeting an old friend will loosen your tongue. And so they're pulled up to the Empire State Building. At the very top of the building, Bob, um, tied to it is a... Uh, big blimp the zeppelin yes and there's a, another one in the sky near it the zeppelins are just all over the place herr reichsfuhrer herr reichsfuhrer the ss party here is with the prisoner it's about time send them in at once and we see it's the red skull and the red skull has um, his left arm is mechanical and his right leg or at least the bottom half of his right mm-hmm. leg is mm-hmm. also mechanical so he's he's seen some battle damage my Fuhrer I have the honor to present you Captain America Captain America at last what delicious irony that you should return here helpless to witness my triumph. All you cherished, all you defended, is now mine. Yes, America belongs to the Red Skull. What do you say to that? Nothing? Very well. Remove his chains. Let us talk man to man. There is no escape from up here. So they unlock his chains. Of course, you must be confused. So much has changed since the last you here in your homeland. How long has it been? Twenty years? Twenty years asleep in the ice for you. Twenty years in which the glorious Third Reich has conquered the world. And this, New Berlin, is our capital. Come, let me show you its wonders. And they go to the window to look out on this escape. See, the Albert Speer Dome, covering 30 square city blocks. The Joseph Goebel Communication Tower, dwarfed only by this building. Across the river, the Hermann Goring International Airport. And there, the vast factories and labor camps of Brooklyn. Our superior technology is changing everywhere, the face of the planet. Nuclear power, supersonic aircrafts, our airship fleets, and monorail systems, all new to you. You are dumbstruck. Maybe a history lesson will help you find your voice. Then, once you are fully up to date, we can discuss your future. You have seen this before. Television, a novelty in your time, but a mere utility in our modern society. Observe and learn, Captain. Following your mysterious disappearance in 1944, the war suddenly turned in our favor. 
something seemed to have changed in the world. Freak weather conditions and miraculous breakthroughs in our secret weapons projects helped us drive you invaders from our soil. Destiny was truly on the side of the Reich. In my months, we had taken England and reoccupied North Africa and Soviet Russia. Before long, a mighty invasion fleet sailed for North America. After heavy fighting, we held Washington and the South. But it was destruction of Detroit by a single V-3 atomic missile that finally brought America to its knees. Once in control of the United States, we set about purging the land of non-Aryan races and other defiants. Wherever semi-humans were discovered, our forces dealt with them ruthlessly. So while he's talking about all this, um, we're seeing <clears throat> from the, the, the television screen, old footage of, of the battles, we're seeing uh, a nuclear cloud, mushroom cloud over the city of Detroit. We see the concentration camps. And we see um, when he said wherever semi-humans were discovered, um, we see an underwater camera. And it looks like Atlantis and, and dead Atlanteans floating. We have allowed our allies in the East to control Asia and Pacifica for us, but otherwise our swastika banner now flies over all mankind. This Reich shall last not for a mere thousand years, but for all time. Mark my words well, for all time. And then coming in to the room are women. Almost look like they're dressed in Roman garb because it's just basically kind of like uh, sheets, right? Not togas, yeah. Yeah. And they're carrying um, champagne, looks like, wine, something. Alas, our beloved leader passed away before he could witness the totality of our triumph. Fortunately, it has been my destiny to survive, despite the efforts of some of your compatriots, and to lead in his place. But enough of the past. Let us speak of the future, of your future, Captain. Of course, I could just have you shot, but that would be a waste. You are a valuable icon, a symbol of the American dream, a guiding light for your country. So if you became my icon a symbol of my new America, the people would naturally follow your example once more. They would finally cease their foolish resistance to my rule. All you have to do is publicly pledge allegiance to the Reich. Nothing more. And in return, you can have anything you want. Anything. Possessions? How do you like California? Have it. The entire state can be yours to do with as you wish. Women, as many as you desire. And then he comes up and he whispers in his ear. Or boys, boys in costumes, if you like. And Cap's look on his face is one of like, <laughs> he's a like, he, he just about to bust on his ass. Yeah, he is. You hesitate. Very well. Let me tell you the alternative. If you do not join us. First, we will breed a race of supermen from you. 
blonde, Aryan Superman, with or without your cooperation. Then we will carry out various other medical procedures to fully understand the workings of your modified biology. Next, when you are but a drooling shadow of a hero, we will hang you from the highest gallows in Times Square. Finally, we will leave your costume corpse on display there for the birds to pick clean. Your shield will make an amusing coffee table for my private quarters. You know, it seems to me, why do they give Captain America his shield? Uh, you know, it's funny you mention that because I was just, the whole time, he's got his shield to strap to his, uh, to his fist, Rick. Yeah. You know? yeah. Come now, Captain. Take my hand. Let bygones be bygones. The past is dead. Join the New World Order. Is the decision really so difficult? And finally, finally, after all this time, Cap finally speaks. And he says, no, it's easy. We turn the page, and it's a double-page splash, at least two-thirds splash, with uh, panels underneath. And Cap takes his left, and he punches out Red Skull. And he says, go to hell. And the uh, soldiers react. Hold inside. Surrender or we shall shoot. Surrender? Never. Your position is hopeless. Give up or die now. And Cap's throwing a shield around. Stop him. I'd willingly die before I become your puppet Red Skull. And he turns and he runs to the window. And in the last page is one gigantic splash of Cap jumping out into the red sunset sky Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and crashing through the window. And he says, but I'm not dead yet. While bullets are flying behind him and ricocheting off his shield. Well, that's a pretty cool first issue. That is. I mean, the writing is really, really good. Uh, um, Gibbons has really nailed sort of, sort of, uh, he's nailed Red Skull. But, uh, but he's also, there's a lot of reading between the lines because, you know, as he's, as he's talking to Cap about, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, the Fuhrer couldn't be here you know, didn't survive. He's got his mechanical hand wrapped around the top yeah. of Hitler's head, mm-hmm. you know, and it's very clear that, uh, that perhaps Hitler didn't go by natural causes. <laughs> right. Nice, nice, nice call out. All right. So we're getting to issue 18 on the cover. Another beautiful cover by Gene Ha. It's in the evening. It's nighttime. He's in the city. It's looking up at him, um, which is a really, you know, nice image looking up at him um which all of them all the covers have a little bit of that looking up at his his chin right Mm -hmm. but this one is like totally from his feet looking up and in the sky above him is a zeppelin and there's spotlights cap lives part two so he jumped out of the window and he's he's falling from the Empire State Building, which is pretty high up. The ice must have numbed his mind, Erer Reichsfuhrer. He really would kill himself rather than submit? Nein, Dumkoff, look. He will land on that airship. Open fire. He must not escape. That's a good image of Red Skull 
I like how Weeks uh-huh. is drawing him. That's uh-huh. really cool. Next page, double page splash. But Herr Reichsführer, the airship, it's full of hydrogen gas. You dare argue with me? And he grabs the machine gun out of the soldier's hands. Nein, mein Führer, I, I, he will not escape, no matter the cost. And, and Cap lands on the Zeppelin, and he has his shield up as they're firing at him. But of course, it ignites and it blows up. And, you know, then we see in the middle of the city, you know, it's, it's quite a catastrophe. Uh, and the people down below are like, look out. Yeah. And they're screaming and running. Um, Cap somehow lands on the ground fine. I, I don't know how he did it, but he did. Uber got mein Führer. Can even Captain America have survived that? Alive or dead, I want him found, Hater Colonel. Use the Iron Men if necessary. I will have his body or yours by curfew. Understood? Javul, mein Führer. So Cap sneaks into this building and he closes the door behind him and it's like this laboratory. And then coming up behind him, Bob, you, you ever watch uh, the alien movies? Indeed. Indeed I have. Well, the second one, which was which was my favorite, it was uh-huh. just called Aliens, right? Yep, yep, good one. Uh, at the end of the movie, Sigourney Weaver's character is um, taking on uh, an alien queen, mm-hmm. and she's in a robotic kind of moving suit, right? Like right, like an know, exoskeleton sort of, yeah. Thank you. Yes, exactly that. Well, that's what it looks like right here. There's an exoskeleton mm-hmm. and who other is driving it, but Reeve Richards. Stop. You're trespassing on private property. This prototype exo frame is armed in cap. Good heavens. It's you. Do, do you remember me from the war? Richards read Richards. I was OSS. We, we met Normandy in 44. I remember it well. It seems like only yesterday to me. We heard that the damn Nazis have finally taken you. We could hardly believe that you were even alive. Believe it, Reed. Boy, you, you don't know how glad I am to see a friendly face. Reed? Sue, look who's here. No time for introductions, I'm afraid. There are SS troops in the lobby. They're searching for, for the captain. Quick, Cap. The express elevator will take you to the rear loading bay. Keep to the alleys and rooftops and head for Yancey Street. Help will be waiting there. Just like Normandy, eh? So he gets into the elevator. And then Susan's there talking with the SS. No, there, there's nobody here but my fiance and me. Our electronic equipment must be interfering with your detectors. Ah, gentlemen, welcome. How may I help the Reich today? So we cut and uh, next page in caps outside on the rooftops in the evening, jumping rooftop to rooftop. He comes up on a, um, in an alley, uh, a truck with um, looks like they're loading beer kegs, right? Uh, he's like, hurry up with them kegs. We got to go back at Yancey street before curfew. So cap jumps on in the back. Okay, we're done. Let's go. And he's hiding in the back of the truck. And then, um, we cut to the next page 
and on the streets, there's a little little boy with his mom walking on the sidewalk. Mommy, mommy, flying man. Shh, don't look. Come on, we have to get home. And sure enough, there's there's a whole bunch of it looks like Mach One Iron Men flying in the sky. Right? There's a, there's a bunch of them. They're, they're the old version, the the fat gray versions, right? Bob, do you think these are actually men inside these things, or do you think they're robots? Um, I think they're men, Rick. I, I'm not sure, but I think they're men. Okay. Because they, the, the, their were balloons are done in boxes. So I don't know if that's because they're robots or because they're coming through a voice. Like a radio system. Yeah. Yeah. We have a signal southbound at Broadway in Lafayette. All units converge. Oh, geez, another roadblock? The city just gets worse. What in the Sam Hill can it be now? Didn't you hear? A blimp got taken down in Midtown earlier. Sheesh, must be the resistance if the Nazis got Iron Man on the case. And so Cap decides to blow his cover and get out. All units, subject targeted, all units. So on the next page, we have these iron men and they have nazi uh signals on their on their um chests and um they're firing from their hands subject evading open fire all units fire at will and uh caps hopping around on top of the cars to, to get out of the way and he decides to go in the subway subject entering subway units in pursuit isn't that gotta be let him through go cap get clear Fire at will, subject on southbound platform, subject boarding F Express in pursuit, units intercept at Delancey Street Station. Next page. Mein Führer, the Ironmen report that Captain America is trapped in the subway and is nearly theirs. Mein Führer, nearly is not good enough. Not good enough! Herr Rexfuhr, excuse me, the motorcade is ready to take you to your dinner engagement at Stark Industries. Will you still be attending or? Of course I will be attending. This setback will not affect my plans in any way. I will have dinner as arranged. And when I return, I shall expect Captain America's head on a plate. Understood, Herr Colonel? Javol, mein Führer, understood. Maintaining visual contact with subject. Second Avenue, station passed, ETA at Delancey, three minutes. All units stand by. Delancey, do you read? So Cap's on top of a subway car, and they're chasing after him. And then the next stop, we see like, oh, I don't know, looks like eight or nine or ten Ironmen there. Delancey secured, units standing by. Train breaking, ETA, 30 seconds. Dan Lancey has visual units standing by, but Cap expects that, you know, there's something waiting for him. So he takes his shield, throws it at that handy dandy lever that somehow is left out at train tracks that people can change the train whenever they want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it goes off into um, another thing. Subject is now standing up. All units prepared to open fire. Train is diverting. Train is, look out. And a couple of the Ironmen go into the crash. 
Oh my God, what's happening? We've been hijacked. It's the resistance. It must be. Train stop, train stop. Visual contact with subject lost. All units redeploy. And then we see Cap coming out of a, a grill in the, in the street. And it's raining. And there's a couple there that notice it. And they're like, come on, it's late. None of our business. What would you have done, done Bob? Would you have, you saw Cap coming out of the street. Would you have uh, been like, yeah, we, 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 we got to get out of here. Or would you have been like, hey, Cap, can I help you out? Well, you know, they can't really see who's coming out of the grate though, right? Because they're, the, the grate's kind of between them and sort of Cap's like arms coming out. So whatever, it could be man thing for all they know. Mm. Did I ever show you my giant size man thing? <laughs> Maybe some other time, Rick. I, no? I haven't no. had enough to drink yet. Oh, okay. I've had it for a very long time. It's uh, it's in great condition, by the way. <laughs> some people say it's very fine. Yeah, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're proud of it. Yeah. yeah. You should get it slabbed. I, you know what? I've been looking yeah. into it. Pressed and clean, buddy. Yeah. Before, I'm just yeah. waiting for, you know, uh, a man thing movie to come out and i think i i think my giant size man thing will become more valuable at that point <laughs> well yeah you know but it's you know it's one of those things when you have a giant size man thing you know mm-hmm. it's 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 all about self-appreciation how much you can appreciate it you know i guess it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much other people appreciate it yeah that's what i'm saying i mean i i don't appreciate it that often i mean i i don't whip it out very often you know i i yeah. i have it tucked away all I'm saying is, you know, as long as you get pleasure from it, that's all that matters. We just went down a path. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So as, as Cap standing in an alley looking, coming up from behind him in the shadows, guy in a trench coat and a hat comes up and puts his hand around Cap's mouth. Somehow, Cap got snuck up on. I, um, I don't know. Maybe because he's he's still groggy from waking up from the ice. I don't know. Um, maybe you know the tranquilizers. So he he just takes his shield and just nails the guy and pushes him up against the wall. And and the guy says, "Hey, nothing personal, Cap. Had to check out. You were the real deal. I am. Who are you? Ben Grimm." Old OSSS buddy of mine uptown told me he'd expect you. Good to meet you, Ben. What happens now? First, I got to scan you for bugs. Bugs? Ha, I forgot. You've been away. Bugs is what we call electronic tracking devices like this. And he pulls a bug out of Cap's boot that he didn't know was there all this time. Sends out a signal. Let's the Nazis know exactly where. Too late, Ben. Look out. And there's eight or nine or a bunch of Iron Men in the sky. Fire at will. And they start firing down. Leave us to me, Cap. It's clobbering time. And he pulls out a machine gun in each hand. Try some armor piercing, you tin pot goons. And they must be people in there, Bob, because they're, they're yelling. They're like, ah, as they're getting shot. Get moving, Cap, before they regroup. This way. Ben, get down. 
he sees um, an Iron Man right behind him. And Ben drops, and just as he drops, Cap's shield flies over him and hits the guy. Nice toy you got there. Here, they come again. Ben, this is a dead end. Yeah, cop, but not for us. And coming up from the sewer in the alley is Johnny Storm. Wow, Captain America. Cool, Daddy-O. What's shaking? Quit yapping, Junior. Just do your stuff. Johnny Storm's the name, Cap. My chick says pumping gas is no gig for a cat like me, but I kind of like it. Get in the hole, Cap. We're right behind you. Flame on. Enjoy the cookout, guys. Come on, hothead. Move it. Let's get out of here. So it looks like Johnny Storm is a little bit of a pyromaniac. What's the irony there, right? I mean, he found a way to... Uh... Yeah, I think that's pretty cool, actually. You know, he had a he had a, a latent tendency. Yeah, it never well, was fulfilled through the cosmic rays, but but it came came to fruition anyway. You know what I think is interesting too is so we've met the Fantastic Four so far, right? right? Yeah, uh, and none of them have their powers, which tells you that because of World War II, uh, you know, the, the Americans lost and the Germans took over that um, that space ship that they went up in uh never happened right yeah yes this is definitely an alternate path that they took so now we're um red skull and his entourage his uh you know are pulling into stark industries so you lost him and eight iron men are destroyed i see red skull's on the phone talking to the colonel Angry? Oh, I am beyond anger. You? No, I shall do nothing to you, Herr Colonel. But you have a pistol, Nakwar. I do hope for your sake that I can at least trust you to kill yourself. So they pull up, and uh, who's there to greet the Red Skull but Tony Stark? Herr Reichsfuhrer, welcome back to Stark Industries. I hope all is well with you, mein Fuhrer. Thank you for your concern, Herr Stark. I am, as always, beset by incompetent fools. And, well, I do have a pressing matter to attend to that I thought long since dead and buried. So they're walking on the red carpet, walking into Stark Industries as a crowd cheers them on. But it is my destiny to lead, and with great power, comes great responsibility. Ouch. <laughs> it is a big ouch. Sure is. As you say, Monfur, and what of a spy captured here last week? He could tell us no more. He will be publicly hanged in the Times Square at dawn. Ah, uh, how I wish there were more right thinkers like you in this country, Stark, instead of so many foolish rebels. But enough of such distractions. We have much to celebrate tonight. Now, what kind of voice should I do for Victor Von Doom? Mm. He's a little bit of an accent, right? You think? I think he does. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's from Europe, so. Indeed, we do, Manvir. Ah, Von Doom. Then all is in readiness. 
Ja, Herr Rexfeuer, the demonstration awaits only your presence. Wonderbar. That will be all for now, Stark. We will join you shortly for dinner. I shall look forward to it, Herr Rexfeuer. So then Victor Von Doom and the Red Skull walk into a secret laboratory. Stark and his facilities are useful to us, but it's vital that we maintain utter security here, Victor. Of course, mein Führer. Not even Stark himself is allowed beyond his force field. Since the Parker business, all workers are confined here and only you and I are permitted access from outside. And they close this huge vault door. And all the tests of the device are complete? Oh, Jaher, Raksfjör. Project Overlord is now fully operational. And there's this big device in the middle of the of this room, which has Nazi flags uh, hanging, and um, it almost looks like a, uh, you know, especially with this little car that's driving, you know, supplies. It almost reminds me of like a a Bond villain base, right? Yeah, or Austin Powers, but yeah, yeah. So next page, the space-time transporter has worked flawlessly. We have sent and retrieved robot cameras and sampling devices to many epochs and some semi-human subjects. All have returned safely. We suspect there have been some minor shifts and abnormalities in the temporal continuum, but all are within tolerable limits. And we have our first brave volunteer, Krosmanot, I see. Ja, Reichsjör. Baron von Strucker, you have decorated him for bravery many times. And there we are. We have uh, Baron von Strucker standing in the middle of the platform. And he almost looks like, uh, quite honestly, like a Mr. Freeze, you know, with his outfit and his globe helmet and his bald head. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I thought that as well. That's a nice catch, though. Yeah, definitely Mr. Freeze. Seek hell, hell, Roxfeeder. I am ready. Then let us delay no longer, Victor. Javel, mind you. Set chronospatial coordinates. Activate field generator. Now. And then all this Kirby crackle happens over top of him. And we see this square going up over top of Baron von Strucker. And then as they're talking, and then the the square comes back down. Good luck, Herr Baron, for the glory of the Reich. The scanning field sent his very atoms to the desired location in time and space, instantly resembling them. He will disappear for our view for mere seconds, yet subjectively will spend many hours in the distant past. See, he returns already. And look, he has a trophy. What's he got in his hands? He's got a baby dinosaur, man. He does. A dinosaur of a species extinct from for some 400 million years. Your Fuhrer congratulates you, Herr Baron. And then he gets to the last page, and it's like a two-third splash. What a glorious day. With this machine, we can send our armies to all space and time. We shall strike without warning, without mercy. It will be a blitzkrieg without equal. Quite so. 
The proto can be easily enlarged to permit the transmission of whole regiments or tanks or aircraft. Soon, the legions of my glorious Reich shall dominate eternity. All resistance will be crushed. The universe will be mine, mine for all time. End of part two. That is a, uh, Lee Weeks does a nice job with this yes. last splash of the Red Skull's face. He looks a little crazed. He looks a little maniacal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like that better. Maniacal. Yeah. Because that is a crazed person. Yeah. Weeks is killing it. Yeah. On, this on is great issues. art. All right, Bob. So this next cover for issue 19, we have, again, a dark background and uh, a close-up, almost like a two-thirds shot of Captain America. And he's almost like strapping on his shield, right? He's like pulling it up. And then behind him are various characters, um, allies, if you will. And one of them appears to be Nick Fury. Indeed. It's Nick Fury. And who do you think these other characters are, Rick? Well, uh, if it's Nick Fury, uh, I'm guessing, you know, has something to do with the Howling Commandos. I think you're right. I think that might be Gabe Jones behind him. I'm not sure, but I think I think it might be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I guess we're just going to have to see who the other two characters are. I don't want to speculate, Rick, you know, I don't want to be wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm wrong all the time around my house. I don't want to be wrong on this. Oh, what's the fun in that, Bob? Take a <laughs> risk here. I'm going to go with Peggy Carter. Sure. Why not? You think Peggy? Really? Okay. Okay. And, uh, and the guy hidden with the blonde hair? Sort of oh, that's John Hammond. Ah, John Hammond. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. There we go. All right, so we're in the, um, what are these, the, the, the gutters underneath the city, right? Mm-hmm. What are they called again? Um, sewers? Yeah, yeah, let's go with sewers. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a great word for exactly yeah. what I'm describing. Okay, good. That um, be helpful. So remember, they, they went into the sewer, um, Cap, Ben, and Johnny. Right. Mm-hmm. So we call ourselves the underground states of America. If you believe the Nazi propaganda, you'd think they have the whole country in their pocket. Truth is, they got their hands full just keeping a lid on the resistance. We got cells in every city, all just waiting for the right moment. Yeah, the skull himself almost got his in Dallas a while back. They put a bob under his motorcade. The rat escaped, but the trip cost him an arm and a leg. Very funny. Hold it right there. And somebody shows up behind them with a machine gun. And then on the other side of them, someone shows up with a gun and a lantern. Take it easy, guys. We got an important guest. Yeah, cool it, Ricky. You auditioning to be Cap's new sidekick? My apologies, Mr. America. But one can't be too careful, don't you know? I believe we're expected, Jarvis. Yes, indeed, Benjamin. Please proceed. Everyone is assembled. So we got Jarvis 
Nice. Jarvis is part of the underground. Yeah, and I love how they have him like sort of like with his arm out, pointing Mm -hmm. the way into uh, the underground sewer mansion. You know, Mm -hmm. very cool. And and uh, and of course he says assembled. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Cap, of course, walks by him, doesn't recognize him because Cap would have never met him. And met him yet? Yeah. Yeah. And so now we're in this underground. Mm, uh, fortress, if you will, of uh, you know, there's there's lab equipment and computer monitors, and some everybody's kind of standing around, and and Bob, this is when we get into a kind of a it takes this story to a whole new level, mm-hmm. right? Like before, it was kind of cool because oh, all of a sudden it's like oh wow, we lost World War Two. Yeah. And the Germans have won. That's a nightmare. Nightmare, right? Right. And here's the the idea that the nightmare is true. And the Red Skull won. And he's in charge. <laughs> then we get into, oh, okay, we're going to introduce to the characters from the Fantastic Four. Right? Oh, that's right. kind of cool. Right? Yeah, I mean, we're like seeing that. like right yeah. now, now we're about to see other characters. Right. Right. And this is to me, this story reminds me of Days of Future Past. Okay. Yeah. For for the X Men, right? Yeah. So that came out. I think I want to say nineteen eighty. Chris Claremont, John Byrne. It was uh, Uncanny X Men issue one forty one, one forty two, and it was it's it's a it's a famous it's a iconic legendary story two part story where it happens in a dystopian future where the mutants are being hunted by the sentinels uh, put into concentration camps. They're being killed. We're seeing older, different versions of the X-Men and, and their colleagues, right? Some have been killed. Some many have been captured. Some are in the resistance. Um, it was, it kind of like, you know, just, it was a really, it's a, it's a classic story, just classic story. This reminds me of that, right? Mm-hmm. Because here's this dystopian future. We have different versions of people that we're seeing. Um, and we, the reader, know this is all wrong, right? Right. This is all wrong. Yeah. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to pause here and kind of mention this is, you know, I think people who aren't familiar with comic books, if they're listening and, but they've watched what if, or they watched the MCU, um, they, they, they're starting to understand there's different, different earths right Right. out there. There's a multiverse comic book readers have known this for years. This might as well be a what if story. Yeah. Okay. Um, But right now, this earth that we're on, you know, we, we, talked our our normal earth that we talk about on a regular basis is earth 616 right Mm -hmm. Right. we've mentioned that before we mentioned that recently when we talked with mike rockwitz he was like what the heck are you talking about (laughs) but that but that's that's what we normally is earth 616 this earth that we're on actually has a number it is three one 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 seven yeah right that's the earth that we are on where basically Nazis conquered Earth, and so um, this uh, the stories get good. It is 
But, you know, one of the inter- I think one of the things that I think we got to like call attention to is, uh, you know, there's just the, the age old debate between uh, whether heroes are made or they're born. Right. Or leaders are made or born, you know, and it's probably somewhere in, in between. But we see a lot of characters who didn't they didn't uh, like Fantastic Four. Right. Um, and we're going to get see some others here that they they didn't travel the path that they did in Earth 616. They didn't become superheroes in the way they did in, in 616. And yet they still became heroes. Perfect. I was going to say the same thing. They're not they're not superheroes, they're heroes. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 put it perfectly. So here we are and we're going to get introduced to a bunch of them, okay? So we have Johnny Storm and, and Ben Grimm walking in with Cap. And Johnny's like, wow, Jarvis wasn't kidding. The whole Merry Marching Society's here. Now, Bob, As, what's he referring to there? What, what is, is the Merry Marching Society? That was a, uh, just a, just a, a fan club, the, the Marvel's Merry Marching Society back in the, uh, was it, early 1970s, mid-1970s, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so nice Nice job. You know, it's it's the they second best. It's the second best membership club Marvel and its uh, and its uh, predecessors ever had. The first, of course, is the Sentinels of Liberty. Of course, yeah. You have your badge. I do. I do. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I didn't earn mine. <laughs> I hope one day I become a big enough Captain America fan where I can have my own badge. Well, for the right price, I could send you one of these reproductions. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. All right. For all our listeners out there, if you, if, you feel, if you feel one day that I am worthy of being a member of the Sentinels of Liberty, uh, you know, feel free to, uh, you know, you know, Christmas is coming up, man. Yeah. You but, know? you know, Rick, I don't know if you are aware of this or not. You might be. Um, but there is a modern day equivalent of the Sentinels of Liberty badge. What would that be, Bob? It's, uh, it's this really very cool limited edition. What would Cap do? Challenge coin. You don't say. Yeah. And uh, I, I think there's only one place you can get it, if I'm not mistaken. Please enlighten me. <laughs> how, how does one get one of these modern day uh, coins that it signifies that you are a yeah. lover of Captain America. Yeah, I think he stands for. It. I would suggest it's, it might even be better than the old Sentinels of Liberty badge, but I, I, I don't know. I'm partial oh, that's because I have, I have one of those, you know, and, um, and uh, I know, I think if you, if you subscribe for three months at the, what the shield slinger level mm-hmm. um, uh, to the Captain America comic book fans podcast, which you're listening to right now for crying out loud, you're enjoying it right now. Then you would get one of those sent to you. At no additional cost, just just for your patronage for three months. That's true. Yeah, thanks for the plug, Bob. Uh, I agree. Uh, it is a very cool coin. Um, all of our listeners should have one, 100%. Um, go to CaptainAmericaComicBookFans.com, and you can find out how to get yours by being a patron of the show. So thank you for that plug, Bob. All right, so let's get back to the comic. So um, Cap comes into the room room full of characters and he says a pleasure gentlemen and or ladies i'm henry good to meet you so that's uh when he says henry 
I think he's talking about Henry Pym. I would right? agree. Yeah. yeah. Not not Henry McCoy, Henry Pym. Nope. Yeah. And then climbing down a ladder is Janet, how are you doing? And then who do we see? We see Nick Fury. Been a while, Cap. Nick, Sergeant, U.S. Army. And standing next to him, Frank. Now, Frank being Frank Castle, a.k.a. Punisher. And then we have um, a, a man here in a lab coat with glasses holding an, a piece of equipment. Bruce, ah, damn it. And uh, another guy here saying, thank God you made it here safely, Cap. I think that's Reed Richards. And then we have Stephen Strange, Dr. Strange, but he's not Dr. Strange. He's just Stephen Strange. And he says, Stephen, welcome. And then who do we have sitting in the chair here but a um, guy with uh, red hair and glasses? Matt, hi. So we have basically uh, Hank Pym, Janet Pym, Nick Fury, Frank Castle, Bruce Banner, Reed Richards, and Sue Storm, uh, Stephen Strange, and Matt Murdock. And I do find it funny that Bruce Banner, he, he, he says, Bruce, ah, damn it. And he's angry. Yeah. <laughs> I find that funny. Yes, it is. It is. It's a nice, it's great writing, you know, these yeah. little sort of hidden jokes, you know. Mm-hmm. He's an angry man. Yeah. And then uh, Frank says to Nick, he really all they say? Bravest soldier I ever fought beside. I'd follow him through hell. How can he be sure he's not an imposter? Those damn Nazis are full of tricks. And again, that's <laughs> Dr. Angry Banner Bruce. being all angry. Yeah. Which, you know, I think is a good point because I've never seen Bruce. Ba- I, mean, I don't read, read a lot of Hulk. Okay. Yeah. I've read some Hulk over the years. I don't recall ever seeing Bruce Banner being an angry guy like this right right i i seen him be like a calm guy like almost like he you know he has to try to to be calm to to keep keep the hulk from escaping so it's almost like well the hulk's always there like you know the gamma explosion brought out this persona that was always inside him it's always and since he's there and he's bruce is just kind of a a mad sob right? right yeah yeah, that's great. It's it's a great storytelling. So what Matt says, and he's got his cane and his sunglasses, so he's blind. There's no deceit in his voice. And then Stephen says, yes, his aura is pure. And then coming out from another room into the entranceway is a character we haven't met yet, Bob. Right. And he's got a, a brown leather jacket on. And, you know, he looks to be about, what, mid to late 30s, right? Right. Yeah, I'd say so. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention, there was a guy sitting on the floor with a yellow jacket. And uh, he's a, a black guy with um, uh, these dark pants. And he says, Lucas, 
call me Luke. So we got not Power Man because he hasn't been through that ordeal yet. Yeah. So coming from the other room, this character says, oh, he's no imposter. Believe me. James, is this wise? As our leader, it's risky for you to be here. Oh, the risk is well worth it, Reed. And he walks up to Cap and he says, besides, he and I have taken so many risks together. Haven't we, Steve? We've met? Uh, I don't recall. Well, I've changed some in 20 years, I guess. And I'm known as James Barnes now. James Buchanan Barnes. He used to call me Bucky. And then Cap's all excited and grabs his shoulders. Bucky? Bucky? Yes, yes, it is you. It is. The, the flying bomb, you, you weren't... I threw myself clear, just, just as it blew. Got picked up by a destroyer. Not a scratch on me. Steve, all these years, I thought you were dead. What happened to you? You haven't aged a day. I, I remember falling into the sea, blacking out. But not drowning, just feeling colder. More, more and more numb. The super soldier serum in my veins must have preserved me somehow, but put me on ice for 20 years. Then all this, the, the Nazis winning the war, it's like walking into a nightmare. Hmm. It is strange. Seemed like from the very day you disappeared, things started to go their way. As if, well, as if the whole world suddenly took a wrong road. Maybe with your return, we, we could finally get it back on track. Overthrow the Nazis. We are so nearly ready. But for now, it, it's just wonderful that you're alive. I can't tell you how glad I am. We all are to see you. James, I have to speak with you immediately. Now, before I get into Don Blake showing up, I, I just want to point out, right? This story came out. 2002 or 2003 right okay this is two and a half to three years before brubaker brought bucky back right so the audience who is reading this hasn't seen a grown bucky right yeah since like that probably that what if episode that we did right yeah yeah right when we did um what if number five back from 1977 cap and bucky had lived right right yeah. we we did that it was episode 53 if you haven't listened to that check it out it's a great story um so here it is that was 1977 this is 2003 right so we're we're 25 26 years later and here we are. Bucky's alive. He didn't die. And mm -hmm. he's an older, mature Bucky. So for a whole generation of comic readers hadn't hadn't really seen this. That's that's gotta be pretty cool, right? Yeah. My mind is just blown right now, Rick. That, that, that you've you've kind of put it in, that, in those terms, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, and there's some similarities, you know, sort of in, in the way he's he's depicted. Um, the way that we see later on, of course, when we first see him, he's got long hair and all that jazz uh, in the Brubaker run. But, but here, this is, this is what I expect 
like Bucky would have looked like had he grown up. Um, the, uh, Weeks does a great job on it, but uh, man, you're right. I mean, this, uh, I, I don't remember because I don't think I read this at the time. Uh, I was busy doing other things, um, but it would have packed an emotional wallop, I think, for a lot of fans. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's like, um, you know, if you could go back to 2002 or 2003 and, and just, you know, read this for the first time, it, it must've been, um, really cool to see an adult Bucky. This, this must've been like a surprise. Cause right now we're reading this, like, eh, no big deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen it before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So Don Blake comes walking up in his cane and, and Don Blake, for those who don't know, is the human version of the mighty Thor. Right. So, um, and, and, and I don't know how to explain this. I can tell you when I was growing up, Thor was the, was the God while he was on earth. He wanted to have, a human persona. So there is this character of Don Blake that would, he would go back and forth between Don Blake and Thor. I don't know if a writer ever came out and said, well, Don Blake is already existed and Thor kind of took him over. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, or I I don't don't know. know. I don't know the story. So here's a Don Blake that is obviously Thorless. Right. He he doesn't have the hammer. Right. He just has his cane, which in the comics, Mm -hmm. you know, before he tapped the cane and turned into a hammer and and all that, but, but that's not happening. Spoiler alert. So Don says, I came as fast as I could. I have news from my deep source. I'm afraid it's bad. Very bad. As we feared, the Nazis did capture Peter last week at Stark Industries. He, he told them precious little under torture, but tomorrow, well, you know the fate of spies. Times Square. Times Square? You mean a, a public hanging? I, I'm afraid so, Cap. Peter Parker will die at dawn. So it's the next day. It's dawn. And uh, we're at Times Square. And there's a huge crowd and there's a big um, stage set up with a noose behind it is a uh, a video screen, which is currently showing a a huge swastika symbol. And there's an intercom that says, attention, new Berliners. Today, you will witness the death of another traitor to the Reich. But first, your illustrious Reichfuhrer will address you. And then we see Red Skull come on the camera. I bid you good morning to all loyal citizens and to all who would oppose my Reich. I issue a warning. Resistance is futile. All you will achieve is death for yourself and your fellow traitors. The Reich shall prevail. Now, bring out the prisoner. And there's Peter Parker. Uh, wearing kind of a prison yeah. uh, fatigues, walking up the steps. Peter Parker, you are charged with and found guilty 
of crimes against the Reich, the crime of trespass on Reich property, the crime of espionage, the crime of sedition, all carry the death penalty. Proceed with the execution. And then in the crowd, we got Aunt May and Uncle Ben. Yeah. She's like, oh, Peter. Now. And they pull the lever and we see the 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 floor drop out from underneath Peter's feet. We see him hanging, but just then Cap's shield cuts the rope. And coming up in a dragster dri- being driven by Johnny Storm. And then we have Ben Graham in there and Captain America. And Cap says, hit it, Junior. Hate, halt, or we have fire. Grab Parker. Sure thing. Go, Cap, go. He okay, Benji? Just about. Nasi must have drugged him. No, leave me. Leave. Look, it's Captain America. And he does. He comes on there and he's he's just doing acrobatics around all the, the soldiers and he's kicking them and he goes to get a shield that he threw. He's free. Told you the Nazis couldn't hold him. And uh, uh, Cap's fighting the soldiers. Got him, Cap. Let's burn rubber. One moment, Johnny. And then Cap yells out to the crowd. He puts up his shield. Fellow Americans, be ready. The revolution starts soon. We're with you, Cap. Just say the word. They can't kill us all. Stop right there, Captain. Ha, I knew you wouldn't be able to stay the way. You really should have listened when I told you. Resistance is futile. Look around you. Now, do you see? I have men at every window in the square. Ben, Johnny, go. Now, that's an order. But Cap, you heard him. Nothing we could do here. Let them leave. I have what I want. Surrender now, Captain, or hundreds will die. People of New York, now is not the hour, but it will come very soon, I promise you. Be prepared for the fight, with or without me. Damn you, Skull. At least we saved Parker. Huh? Oh, really? And as uh, the next page, they're, they're pulling away. And Ben has Parker in the back seat as Johnny's driving away. I don't like this. Me neither. Why Why they just let us... Hey, what in the same hill is this under his shirt? He's been wired up. They, they have him rigged with explosives. And then we cut to the Red Skull, and he's holding a, a, a device in his hand. As I also told you, Captain... All that traitors will achieve is their own death. And he hits a button and you see the explosion. So that killed Johnny and Ben and Peter. And we get to the next page, which is a splash of an up close uh, maniacal red skull on the screen and cap in chains with the, the SS all around him. So, 
Despite all your efforts, Parker has been executed for his crimes, along with his fellow traitors. You will be next, Captain. Once, of course, we have completed our experiments on you. Take him away! So the next page, um, we're back at the base, and Reed is consoling Susan. Oh, Reed, my brother, John and Ben, Peter, gone, all gone. I, I can't believe. There, Sue. They, they died heroes. And Frank says, it was a trap. They never should have. Can it, Frank? What's done is done. That's enough. Buck speaks up. While Cap lives, there's still hope. The entire country has been inspired and bolded by his return. The hour for which we've planned is even closer to happening now, even more certain of success. Don, you back again so soon? What you got there? I smuggled these out for my sources at Stark Industries. These copies of, of photos that that Peter took inside the secret project complex there. Hmm. Reed. Henry. What do you make of these? So that's cool, right? Peter Peter took photos while at Stark. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's it, right? They've got latent latent tendencies, latent interests, latent things that make them heroes, even if they're not superheroes. Reed says, my God, this is a temporal transducer, and this a spatial reintegrator. I always knew Von Doom was a genius, but I had no idea that his research team had made such advances. Henry, am I right in thinking what this means? Yes, Reed, th- this sequence of pictures confirms it. There could be no doubt. The Nazis built a functioning time machine. Nowhere in time or space is safe from their aggression from their evil. Next panel are all the the heroes combined. Just they're speechless. They got nothing to say. And then to the far right, we have Bucky. And he decides to speak and break the silence. We must stop them. But are we ready? We'll have to be ready. Send out the message. Uprise. The revolution starts now. So then we get to Cap, who is uh, being held prisoner in a, uh, looks like a medieval dungeon type of thing, right? Because he's, he's brick walls and he's got chains. He's up against the wall and it's dark. So it is finally over, Captain. After all these years, it finally ends. Ends as it always would with you at my feet in chains. And soon my doctors will be working on you, dissecting and sampling your anatomy, removing what they need for the breeding program. Of course, a brave hero such as you will require no anesthesia. Eventually, what remains of you will be returned to the gallows in Times Square, where you'll be drawn your last strangled breath. How I should like to watch it all, to savor your slow, pathetic demise. But I'm afraid I should be busy. Ha, very busy indeed. Supervising the conquest of all eternity. Goodbye, 
captain. And he and his compatriots walk out, including Tony Stark and Victor Von Doom. And by the way, Bob, I don't know if you noticed in the last panel where Cap is there tied to the wall and he's got chains around his feet. You know what's right next to him on the floor? Yeah. That would be his I, shield. Yeah. That makes sense, right? You just, oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Just leave that shield there. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, you know, I don't know, tying up <laughs> Thor. Let's, let's tie up <laughs> Thor there and put his hammer next to him. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? It does oh, hey. look good though. It's a nicely drawn, it's a nicely drawn uh, panel. It is. Hey, Frank Castle, we're going to tie you up. Oh, by the way, here's a bazooka. <laughs> you can't reach it yet because you're tied up, but yeah, but we just thought we put it here to taunt you. Right. Yeah. So next page we have coming up to the Stark industries gate is a uh, is a blind man walking with his cane, tap, tap, tapping, and it's Matt Murdock. And he walks right up to the gate and stops. And he puts both his hands on his cane. Hey, hey, you, hold it right there. This is a restricted area, blind fool. Are you lost? No, not me. So what do you want there? I wondered if you knew the time, Nazi scum. What? What did you say? I said, I wonder if you knew the time, Nazi scum. You dare speak thus to your genetic superior and officer of the Reich? Oh, yes, I dare. And coming up right behind him is a soldier with the, the butt of his gun about to strike him in the back of his head. He's saying, insolent. And by the way, what did he say, Bob? What did Matt Murdock say? Oh, yes. I dare. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And just then, he takes his cane, turns around, spins, hits the gun out of the guy's hand and the helmet off his head. And the gun lands in his hand and he catches it and he fires on the other three soldiers, killing them. And while he's doing it, he says, and I already know the time. It's time for the Reich to fall. And then he fires the machine gun. What, what, and what, what is the sound of the machine gun, Bob? <laughs> well, it doesn't, it doesn't have the sound of the machine gun in the panel, Rick. It has oh, the screams okay. of the Nazis. Oh, okay. Which uh, I'm not going to do because I can't scream in German. All right. I'm pretty sure the machine gun went... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we have Nick Fury. And next to him, I think this is the first time we're seeing him, is Dum Dum Dugan. Dum Dum. Still and, got his hat. Yeah, he's got this bowler hat on, right? And that, that famous orange uh, mustache. And, uh, and Nick Fury says, that's the signal. Frank, Luke, Bruce, go! Wahoo! And then there's a caravan. Of vehicles coming up and they're all firing and uh going in through the gates and the german troops are like follow back close the gate fire at will alert the reichsfuhrer come on you sissies and we have uh, uh luke cage firing take that time brothers move it and, the, and people are using wire cutters to get into the gate. 
And uh, oh, and here's um, a little uh, Bruce Banner cutting through the gate, and he's like, "Smash him!" Ah, damn wire. I like this Bruce. Yeah, he's got a little anger management problem there. So then we cut to the next page, and flying over the battle is. It looks like one of the Fantastic Four flying cars. It does, yeah. And Reed's Reed's up front, and you, you've got Susan, and uh, and and who's with them? But Buck, right? And um, and who's the other guy? Henry Pym. Oh, Henry Pym. Okay. I shouldn't have shown you this prototype, James. We need we need you alive, James, to to lead us, Reed. If I learn one thing from Cap, it's to lead from the front. Where do we land? Henry, you know the layout here best. Put her down by the uh, utility housing, Reed. Okay, make for the access door. I can get us through it. And Hank, Hank comes up to the door, and but the key isn't working. Buck says, problem? No. They changed the code since I worked here, but I designed the lock. There, we're in. Watch out, more of them. What do we do? Stay alert, keep moving, and pray. And they're firing at the guards. So the next pa- panel, we have um, Cap. He's just he's just there hanging out, right? He's not he's not even like struggling to get out of his chains. He's not even, yeah, I don't know. And but opening up the door is Tony Stark, Captain. Who, Stark? What do you want, traitor? I'm no traitor, Captain, though I've long pretended to be one. Here, let me unlock those chains. He gets a key out. I couldn't actually fight for the resistance. I I have a cart condition, but, well, ask my doctor, Don Blake, about the information I've been able to pass on over the years he's treated me. His deep source. Yes, but for now, I have to get you where the action is. They need you there. Halt! Herr Stark, what are you doing? Ah, Herr Oberleutnant, the Reichsführer has asked me to escort the prisoner to a more secure location. He would trust you, an invalid, with his prize? I must check this. And Cap, who's holding his shield and he's not in chains, yeah, takes the yeah. shield and just knocks them out, right? And just he's like, check this instead. And then just then, Tony clutches his heart. I guess it's a little too much excitement for him. Which way is out? Uh, that way, Captain, but I'll only slow you down. You go. And and take this. Henry Pym will know what to do with it. You you there, drop your weapon. Go. I'll hold I'll hold this Nazis here. I'll finally get to fight and take a few of them with me. Remember me to my friends, Captain. You will never be forgotten, Stark, as long as America endures. I swear it. And he runs off in this big panel while Tony stays behind with his machine gun firing at the nazis end of part three bob 
What'd you think so far? Man, this is an action. This is. It's not only is it action packed, but like the writing's great. It's got all these heroes, man. This is a great story. It really I is. I can't wait to see how it wraps up. Here we are, part four of Cap Lives, which is issue uh, twenty of volume four, and on the cover is Captain America running uh, with his shield being fired upon. And it looks like he's at some sort of uh, barracks, right? Because you see a watchtower behind him. You see some resistance fighters behind a wall. There's explosions in the sky. And Bob, you know how you have, sometimes you have regrets in life? No. No, you have no regrets? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I have a life full of regrets. Yeah, yeah I, have, I have original art regrets. This is one of them. This particular cover was for sale for quite some time. And it was actually at a really reasonable price. Like mm. you'd be surprised. And um, I looked at it and I looked at it for months, months. Huh. And then I, uh, I finally, I had some money and uh, I made other choices, but um, someone else bought it. And um, I think somebody in our cap group actually. Wow. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, it's a cool cover, right? It is. It's a great cover. Yeah. I don't own any covers. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but all right, let's get to the story, right? Here we are. We're going to wrap this up. So they're charging in and uh, there's explosions going on, right? Because you have um, guys running in, but the, the, uh, the Germans, uh, they have machine guns set up and they're firing on, on the invaders. Uh, No pun intended. And um, you've got uh, Sergeant Fury saying, take cover, cut the rebels down, no quarter. Darn machine guns got us pinned down, good. Pray to God we got some support soon. And Dum Dum says, Sarge, look. And Cap comes up from behind and with his shield, he takes out the machine guns. And then he goes to work on the soldiers. It's him. He's free. And big splash page, double page splash, but on the left side is like one big panel. And then on the other side is, is um, a few panels, but real big panel of, of Steve Captain America standing over the, um, the down soldiers. And he yells face front. Are you with me for freedom? Bob, are you with them for freedom? I am. I am with him. All right. Uh, the only thing I don't like about this panel, I'm going to have to say, Dave Stewart, you messed up. Did you see what the colorist did wrong? Um, are you... Uh... No. Are you, are you referring to the shield? The shield's no, a little I'm, off. I'm referring to the stripes on his uniform. Okay. Okay. Are you, are Bob... You, yeah, the the stripe that's immediately under Cap's white star. What stripe should that be? <sighs> you know, I don't I don't buy into that whole thing. Really. No, no, I don't. But but the thing here is there the, the, there's a lot of stripes. Yeah, yeah, uniform. it's an old school uniform. 
Yeah. So, you know, they could probably. Which I think they did on purpose because this is right after World War II. Like he's he's literally out of the iceberg, right? Yeah. So I think it's totally old school as far as the multiple thin stripes. Right. Yeah. So we don't normally see that. So normally those stripes would be sort of doubled up. Um, You don't buy into the fact that the stripe underneath his star should be red? No, no. For consistency's sake. Sorry. Yeah. No, I, I that that's not one of those things that gets you know gets me riled up. But you know what gets me riled up, Rick? Uh the salute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a story for another day. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a military man. You know what gets me? Uh is uh not the, so much the stripe, but um is the wings on the on the on the mask. Okay. Yeah. I do, I can't stand it when the wings are out too far yeah you know like they're protruding right. yeah and it's kind of like kind of yeah. i don't know kind of stupid looking to yeah. me it should be a lot more aerodynamic if they're wings yeah yeah they should be close to the mask close yeah. close close um all right so he says face front are you with me for freedom and he's yelling and rallies the troops right so sarge comes out and says, you bet, big guy, move it, you gold bricks. Wahoo! And um, you've got Buck with Reed and Sue behind a corner. Cap, over here. Just like old times, eh, Bucky? How, how did you escape? Stark, he helped me out. And he gave me this gizmo for Henry. I might have known Tony wouldn't let us down. Henry's over there, which is, you know, probably like 100 yards away. Cover me, Bucky. Cap, look out above. Ooh, Bob, how many how many Iron Men do you see up in the sky? <laughs> there, there's at least a dozen and a half there, Rick. Probably more. All right. All units fire at will. Iron Men. Attention. Priority targets moving bearing 290. All units concentrate fire. And they Rick, are, man. They're just firing down on yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, do you notice that? Do you notice it? Is it jumping off the page at you, Rick? Hold on. Two nine zero. I don't know, Bob. What are you talking um, about? Are you looking at the designators on the back of the Iron Men's? Uh, oh, uh, AF fifteen. Yeah. Do you see the other one? Can you zoom in? Uh, yeah, you can't zoom no, in, but can't. You, if you can, it's it says TOS TOS three nine. TOS 39? Are you sure yeah. it's not 89? Um, 89 would be. I think, oh, it's, no, no. I think it may be. Is, what, what, what was the first issue with Iron Man? 58. Is it 58? Yeah. For, first issue. No, oh, the introduction. Iron Man? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. No, it is. First yeah, appearance. Tales Spence 39. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Wow. Nice little touch well, there. It is. Well, what does Alpha Flight 15 have to do with anything? Amazing Fantasy 15, man. Oh, amazing fantasy. Oh, gosh. I'm an idiot. Isn't this great? That was nice little touches. Little touch I'm an idiot. Detail. I totally uh-huh. missed that. I, I've read this. I don't know how many times I've read this story, and that's the first time I've ever noticed that. So Right now? Just yeah, right know. now. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. And so Bucky says, I planned for us, us all to be inside by the time they turned up, Cap. Our weapons can't even scratch their armor. But Cap doesn't stop, man. He just runs across the hundred yards like it's nothing with all these explosions going on around him. And he finds Hank Pym. Henry, 
Tony Stark says, you could use this. He tosses it to him. Cap, if that's what I think it is. Yes, your timing is perfect. Okay, emergency power down sequence. And he stands up and he looks at all the Iron Man. Hey, over here, you tin pots. I built you. Now I'm going to destroy you. And he hits the button. And all the Iron Man lose power and fall to a, a hard crash. And then Cap raises his shield, looks at the troops. Forward now, while we have surprise on our side. Right behind you, Cap. You heard the man, let's go. And they're just going through the troops. And they've broken inside. Which way to the time installation, Henry? Time machine? That's right. Fill Cap in, Reed. This way. The Cap doesn't know there's a time machine. So watching the monitors of what's going on across the United States, the Red Skull's watching and he sees in Hollywood Nazi forces overthrow and coordinated lightning raids. This is really happening live on LA TV. Stay tuned. And then in New Orleans, curfew is finally broken as defeated Nazi troops are paraded through the streets of New Orleans. Surrender of Cleveland Reich's garrison as news of the nationwide revolution spreads. And then we got this uh, this little cowboy guy, right? He's uh, on the next panel and he says, Welcome to Free Texas TV, coming to you from the former Reich's television studio in downtown Austin. God bless America. And Skull is angry. There's a nice big panel of the skull. Damn them. Damn the rebels. Damn Captain America. Damn them all. But it's not over. Not yet. Not while I have access to all of space and time with the Overlord device. Not while I have the power to change history. Van Doom, what is our status? And it's a nice big splash page of the um, of the lab. And again, it looks like a um, a James Bond villain's lair, right? You've got does, yeah. all the equipment, uh, a little car driving around, towing some stuff. You see uh, Von Strucker and his soldiers ready to be dispatched. And Von Doom says... To send you and Baron von Strucker's elite squad to such a series of precise coordinates requires calculations of unprecedented complexity, mein Fuhrer. We need more time. I almost did that. I almost did that like Scotty from Star Trek. <laughs> we need more time, Captain. <laughs> Blast it. I wish you can't take it. <laughs> Oh, Bob. All right. So um, Skull comes up to him, raises his mechanical arm and says, more time? I do hope that is not tended to be funny, Victor. Herr Reichsfeder, the, the, the rebels are inside the main building. So close already. No matter. 
this installation is impregnable. Don't be concerned that they will interrupt your work, Victor. Only worry that I grow impatient. Impatient to return to 1945 and kill the cursed captain and every last one of those verdammit resistant leaders there and then. Impatient to rule eternity, unopposed and whole. So then we cut to um, a corridor where the resistant troops are all running down a uh, an alley. And we have uh, Henry, who is familiar with the area, right? Because he worked with Stark. And he says, the walls of the Overlord installation are solid antimanium, virtually indestructible. The only access through a force field portal. The field is transparent, but nothing solid can get by it. And the guards inside sure aren't going to deactivate it for us. And Susan, she just starts walking towards it with no hesitation. Oh, I think they might. Leave it to me. Reed's like, Sue, come back. And then on the other side of this force field, we see the German soldiers and we see Sue just walk right up to it. Hey, look at that. Hi, am I in the right place for the breeding program? The breeding program? You're a nurse? Not exactly. I'm a blonde. You know, ideal genetic material for having Captain America's babies. And I enjoy the work. Do you now? Oh, yes. But I'm kind of scared out here. What with all the rebels and everything? Could you guys take care of me? You bet, baby. Turn off the field for a moment. Let her in. If you say so, sir. Okay. Come through. Watch your step. Don't want to <laughs> damage the goods. And just then, Susan grabs the machine gun off the back of one of the soldiers and hits them. Look out, she's... And we turn to the next page, and she's got the machine gun. And she's just firing, killing all the soldiers. And she says, this is for Johnny and Ben. And the machine gun, Bob, pretty sure it goes... (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not like you're motivating, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that somebody off off panel comes up and says die rebel but before he can shoot his machine gun cap's shield comes and knocks it out and she sue turns and fires on the the soldier and says and peter reed comes up to her and says sue That was so risky. But Sergeant Fury says, well done. So um, Buck and Henry are trying to break in uh, to, to the computer. Like this might take a minute. Go to it, Henry. Every second counts. And then on the next page, we see, um, 
Von Doom excited and he tells to to uh, Red Skull there the computations are verified my Fuhrer the field generator is charging it only remains to set the initial chronospatial coordinates at last get your men in position Von Strucker Javel, mein Fuhrer Herr, Herr Reichsfuhrer not now Dumkoff this is a moment to savor and then we see the bottom of the page in the panel. Cap. Oh, by the way, Bob, just want to point out the stripe underneath his star is now red instead of white. Yeah, it's shifted. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah, it's just shifted around. Oh, okay. And he says, Cap says, indeed it is, Skull. Kill the rebels. Kill them all. And they start firing on um, the cap starts running at them. Come on, let's finish this. Go, Reed. Henry, we'll cover you. And so Reed and Henry go over to try to stop the machine. Careful, Henry. If we ever needed your technical expertise, it's now. Don't worry, Reed. I And he gets shot in the back. Henry. And but Janet comes up and says, Henry, oh Henry. I could go for an O Henry. <laughs> oh I you know, supply chain crisis, Rick. I would I'd wait for payday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Things are going up. Oh. I was waiting to, to come up with like a like a no. I could, uh, I guess a a thousand a thousand dollar Clark bar. Or what, what, what are they called? A thousand, a million. What is it? A hundred thousand dollar grand? Yeah, yeah. Like a, a, a hundred grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For payday. Payday. Nice. Oh, yeah. No, I couldn't come. <laughs> I was like, what's with that? Oh, what the pressure. The pressure. Uh, yeah. And Henry says to Reed. Deactivate the field generator, Reed. I'll try. God help me. So he goes over. Let me see. These switches must be the. Oh, but but you know, but you know, um, old angry guy here. Yep. <laughs> True to character. Bruce Banner. He comes up with a with a gun, and he starts jamming it and just destroying the machinery. We need to stop it, Richards, not understand it. Just smash it. Smash it. <laughs> stop, stop. Not my machine. Bruce, no. There, there's enough power going through here to blow us all to. And there is a big explosion. And it blows up on Von Doom's face. He's all scarred. My face, my face. You fool, Bruce. We'll never make sense of this now. And God knows what the uncontrolled temporal energy will do, might already have done, to the time stream. Let Richards work, damn it. Until the Kakamani time machine is shut down, the Nazis could still win. My face. Let me through. I'm a medic. Let me through. Don, over here. Have you, have you seen Tony? I, yes. 
he, he died a hero's death. Look out! And then Skull, the Red Skull, comes up behind Bucky, and he grabs him from behind and puts his pistol to his head. You're the leader, aren't you? Cap turns. Bucky, no! So, Bucky is it? Well, well, the captain's little friend, all grown up. Better tell your men to leave a, to let us leave, Bucky, or, James says, or nothing, Nazi. And he, on the next page, he flips him. Cap taught me well. And he flips him, and, and Cap goes to run and grabs and hits the Red Skull. He says, no, you won't kill Bucky. And he knocks him into the, um, the time machine. And the two of them fall into the time machine. And Red Skull's, damn you, damn you. Reed's like, get back. Power surgeon can't. Cap, get off of there. Get off. It's going to blow. And as they're fighting, the square comes up and it's enveloping them. You won't escape me this time, Captain. Don't you see? This is our destiny. To be locked together in death for all eternity. It is our destiny. And he falls below the pool, but Cap's still above him. And Buck reaches out to him. Cap, no, not again. Don't die again. Don't. Bucky, get clear. Get Cap. Cap. Bucky. Next page, full splash. Looks very reminiscent to the second page of the first issue of this story. Right. Yeah. The North Atlantic, March 1964. A dark and dreary night as, as the water is being a uh, stormy night and, and there's an iceberg and a figure in the iceberg. Stop the engines, Iron Man. There's someone out here. Looks like a human, but how is it possible? And then reaching out from the sub. I've got him. Who can he be? Why is he frozen solid? Look, beneath his tattered clothes, some sort of colorful costume. And then we see the wasp flying up to the face. Wait, don't you recognize it? It's the famous red, white, and blue garb of Captain America. The wasp is right. Can this really be the famous shield of the once mighty crime fighter? And his face mask with the proud letter A on it must be him. All of you listen. He isn't dead. He's breathing. His eyes, they're flickering. And we turn to the last page and it's a full splash of the Avengers. Thor and Iron Man, Giant Man and Wasp standing over the table where Cap lays and his eyes are open. And it says, and the rest is history. The end. Well, all right. That's some good stuff right there, Rick. Yeah, very much a, um, a story, like I said, that reminds me of Days of Future Past with the X-Men, right? It's like, you know, um, what happened with the 
with the X-Men is, um, you know, this, the Senator was killed and it's chain reaction happened and, you know, they're trying to make sure, you know, whatever, but, but it was mm-hmm. cool seeing, you know, this dystopian society, uh, the, the characters we know and love in a different way. Um, but it, it, it opens up a great question. Now, Bob, one of the things as you and I like to do, we like to wax poetic sometimes, mm-hmm. right. And, and Philip mm-hmm. be philosophical. Um, I was a philosophy minor in college. I like to sometimes look at the, what if, if you will, you know, oh, the okay. ripple effect, the butterfly yeah. effect, right. Okay. It's almost like this story was written where this was how it was supposed to be. Yeah. That the Germans won World War II. Yeah. And it wasn't until Cap was revitalized and went through this story, went through these steps, these stages. And because of the time machine's temporal distortion, it put him back into the ice into an alternate reality, which ended up being our reality. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it makes sense, you know, when you say it out loud. Um, yeah. I mean, there's some, so some loose threads, right. Cause uh, when he does pop back up, he is back in his uh, torn up fatigues over his Captain America uniform. But when he left uh, that reality, the previous reality with the red skull and, uh, and the heroes, he, he was in his captain America garb solely. Yeah. But, but, but no, but it, it took him back to the instant that, yeah. that the story took place. So I, I don't have a problem with, with that. It's, it's kind of like a, while cap was in ice, this happened, yeah. you know, then he did something in this reality that changed and put him back into the ice now putting him into a splinter reality yeah right it's yeah. it's it, there's a lot going on here i mean there, yeah we could wrestle with this uh as as philosophers are apt to do mm-hmm. right uh but you're right i mean there's it's 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 i think it's one of the great things about this story it's it's action-packed it's got a lot of the heroes man that we are familiar with excuse me but in different ways right they they're they're um they're exemplifying heroism in ways other than what we are used to Mm -hmm. uh but on top of that there's there's this whole other layer right beyond the action and the heroism there's this other layer of of you know different timescapes and like different alternate futures and um it's hard to wrap your head around those things but it's fun to to talk about it's fun to imagine and so that's why i think this i'm glad we did this story rick because um you know that time frame that volume doesn't get a lot of attention doesn't get as much love as it should but there's some really great stories in there but that's the thing is a lot of those stories in the marvel knights volume are they're pretty dense Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, writing wise, the art's great in a lot of them, and, but the, the writing is also dense and therefore it's kind of hard to, to, you know, to sort of give those life in a podcast. Um, um, but this is one of those, I think that comes across very nicely. Yeah, I agree. And, and 
and also the art too. I mean, it's hard for us to, in a podcast, you know, describe Lee Week's art, but um, it really is stunning. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe one of these days I'll I'll try to get a a, a page from this story because it is great. It is really nice art. Yeah. Um, you know, he I, I love the way he draws Cap. I think he's you know the right proportion. Um, some of the expressions, certainly the landscapes and the, and the, the cityscapes, uh, you know, things like that. So it's, uh, the art was fantastic. Yeah. And he, and he, and he draws the other heroes well too, he, despite not having their, uh, their uniform slash costumes to sort of, you know, make them distinctive, but you can still tell who they are for the most part, which is, yeah. which is neat. Yeah. 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 It was good fun. Fun good story fun story um really glad that we had a chance to do this so i hope uh the listeners got a thrill out of it too because i i don't know how many people out there um you know have all the issues to volume four maybe this is a story that you have never heard or read before maybe it is and you you haven't done it in the last 18 years like me (laughs) so uh you know we do it yeah we're glad we glad we went through it so next podcast next episode uh which is going to be episode number 62 um you know bob we've had a lot of requests mm-hmm. to do an invaders that's story. right yeah yeah you, what do you favorite. think we should we should yeah. we go down that path should we go I an think, invader story i think it's time i think it is time that we uh we we do it yeah Stop i think so too it. all yeah. right all right, let's do that. We're going to we're going to do an invader story. Uh come back next episode uh to see which invader story. Mm, classified. Um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, Bob. Well, as always, it's been fun wrapping cap with you. Indeed. Let's do it again real soon. Will do. All right. He's Bob Lucius. I'm Rick Verbonis and you've been listening to another episode of the Captain America <laughs>